It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and it's Thursday, uh, and uh, my producer like to say Baby Friday. You know, how you doing, Noah? Good, man. Baby Friday, Friday Junior, anything with the word Friday in it's good to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. You know what? But we're almost there, but uh, we, we, we have to do this show today, and uh, today is, is Hot Topic uh, Thursday. You know how that is, man. We're going to talk about some of the hottest issues uh, in America and around the world. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot of, lot of, lot of issues that, uh, affect people in a, in a, in a certain way and different people, depending on what, what you're doing and where your mindset is at. And, uh, we just want to bring some, um, insight, uh, to what we think. And I want to put a disclaimer out there already. Uh, we're not experts in all of these different areas. Now, I do have experts, uh, on this panel, uh, but, um, Everybody has their own own opinion about the uh, four different topics that we're going to talk about. And I encourage, I encourage, I encourage the listening audience, callers to call in and be part of this uh, discussion, these discussions that we're going to talk about today. And Michelle, uh, what are the topics we're going to talk about today? Um, the topics we're going to talk about are COVID vaccinations, college preparations, Mass shootings and life insurance and estate planning. Mass shooting uh, slash police shootings. And uh, again, these are just opinions uh, that um, uh, we're going to talk about. And and um, we're not asking or telling anybody that they need to do this, that they need to do that or whatever that might be. Uh, we just uh, saying how we feel about a certain area or a certain topic. So make sure that we keep that in mind. And I encourage, again, I encourage our callers to call in, be part of this discussion. Tell us how you feel, what you think. And, uh, and just, uh, that's just how it is. Yes. You know, um, th there's so many things going on in this world today. Everyone has an opinion and we have every right to, you know, just to communicate what our opinion is. And we hope you can join us and just give your opinion regarding these four topics. Yeah. No, uh, man, I tell you, uh, we did uh, research and we went and uh, uh, looked at stats on, on certain things. And uh, we're just hoping, man, that we can turn everything around for everybody can just get along, be happy, oh, learn to that, love you each know, other. We bring up excellent points at the beginning of the show. We're all going to have different opinions. And at the end of the day, even if I disagree with you or uh, any of the callers or the guests, we should all just be able to get along with, with one another. And th there should be, you know, there should be no hard feelings. There should be no hard feelings at all because uh, I believe that everybody should be doing what's best for them in their situation and circumstances. You cannot ask somebody to walk into your footsteps or put on your shoes because uh, it doesn't fit. Right, One man. shoe do not fit all, and it just doesn't. You know, so uh, I, I want to uh, talk about, uh, Michelle, uh, can you give us a little, little bit twidges about our panel? Tell, first of all, tell us who our panel is today, yes. and, and can you tell us some information about them? Yes. Joshua Goldsmith. Joshua Goldsmith has been a financial consultant and life insurance agent for almost 15 years. His passion is helping people towards achieving financial independence. He started Goldsmith Financial in 2012 and works as an independent consultant clearing through LPL Financial, the biggest independent broker dealer in the nation. Then we have Laura Lorenzo. Laura a few years ago, Laura and her husband opened Valencia Tutors, which today has earned WAA 
SC accreditation, NCAA and AP certification, and partners with our local school district. We have They have supported thousands of students in earning high school credits. Their company consists of many different facets, tutoring, high school and college courses for credit, SAT, ACT prep, special education support, and college counseling. And then we have David S. White. David S. White assists clients with all their estate planning needs. The firm provides a complete estate planning approach, including living trusts, pour over will, durable power of attorney, and advanced health care directive. You know, these, this is a very powerful panel. And uh, I tell you, uh, I am looking forward uh, to hearing uh, what they got to say about uh, certain things, uh, especially in their areas. Uh, but uh, I want to get this started uh, real quickly. Michelle, can you tell uh, our audience what the purpose of the show is today? Yes. To have an open discussion on today's current topics, to bring insight to our listening audience on some of the issues and concerns on these topics, and to collaborate with our panel and callers on recommendations to solve some of these issues. And again, uh, listen, audience, you are on the panel as well. And your opinion counts. Uh, please, 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. Yes. Topic number one, COVID vaccinations. Just to give some um, recent um, data, um, as of April 17th, um, from the United States, 206 million doses have been given, Eight. million people have been fully vaccinated, and that's 25.1% of the population. Worldwide, 890 million doses have been given. 199 million people have been fully vaccinated, and that's 2.6% of the population. So... So uh, those numbers have changed uh, a little bit, but those are the data as of uh, April the 17th. Uh, but uh, my quest- first question to the panel, and uh, I'll tell you how, before I even ask the question, uh, Michelle and I have been vaccinated, and um, we did this. Uh, first of all, I believe that uh, it's necessary uh, to uh, make sure that uh, we don't uh, – cause exposure or to others, but also believe that uh, in our case, uh, we were looking at uh, this other thing called peace of mind. And uh, that was probably the primary reason why we uh, got vaccinated. Now, I know a lot of people out there that don't want to, and I, you know, it's up to them and we're not going to hold that or say that that's wrong because uh, just like I mentioned, that's up to every individual. Yes, it is. Um, what I considered whether to get a COVID vaccine or not was basically, you know, definitely peace of mind. But also, I haven't seen my mom since um, the end of 2019. And um, she's um, almost 90, 90 years young. And I want to visit her, but I want to make sure that I am safe for her you know, for her health. So that's really important to me. So that's one of the reasons I got vaccinated. So uh, the first question to the panel is what factors or what consideration uh, went into making a decision whether or not you were going to get vaccinated? Uh, let's start with you, Joshua. Oh, hi. Well, I am fully vaccinated on the Pfizer uh, vaccine. But my opinion, JC, I think we should get the paddy wagon out and find everyone that hasn't been vaccinated and round them up and make mandatory vaccinations across the country. You know, I think that that needs to take place because, I mean, either you believe in science or you don't, you know, and and where is the merger? There's some people out there that still to this day believe that this whole thing is a hoax. It's a way it's a way left wing hoax that. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I know my, my a friend of mine growing up, both her parents passed away of this of this this is a very real global pandemic that we have never you know even fathomed that we could be living through right now so did i get vaccinated yes in all reality i was on the fence in the beginning and and my daughter called me up and she's she's a she's going she's a junior at mit right now and she says dad 
what are you what are you doing on the fence? She's like, you're able to get the vaccine. I said, yes. She said, go ahead and get it. And I said, well, why are you feel so passionate about it? And it's like, you know, it's because that's what science is. It, it, it is a, it is a virus, you know. And some people on some level, it's com- it's competing to survive and using us to for that end. So yes. I am very for vaccination. I think I think you you know maybe 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 getting the paddy wagon out is a little bit too extreme. You know we do we this is America. Uh, I do believe in freedom of choice, of course. But but uh, uh, and the bottom line is if you're on the fence out there, you know, do you believe in gravity? Because gravity exists too. You know, uh, so that's that's how serious this is. Um, you know, there you go. Thank you, Josh. What about you, David? What factors did you or are you considering whether to get the COVID vaccine or not? Well, um, first of all, let me say uh, thanks for having me on the show. And uh, second, um, uh, I guess if, if there's going to be a paddy wagon, I guess they're going to have to come to get me because I haven't got the vaccine yet. <laughs> um, but and now, and, and, and going into that decision, uh it, at this point, I'm 57 years old. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I, be, I very rarely get sick. Um, I, I jog. I'm healthy. Uh, I. I would. I don't. I don't really feel the need to uh, put a vaccine in that I'm not. You know, I'm not sure exactly what's in it, and uh, I haven't done the studies. But I, I don't even do flu shots. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm in that kind of camp. So uh, for me, it's I I would I mean to be honest, I, I would rather if I do get it, build up my own immune system to it. I, I don't think I, you know, like I said, I'm not I'm not a high risk. So and I know many people who have uh, got it and and you know some had symptoms, some didn't. So and then and then I would just and I'm going to be careful. You know, if I if I'm aware of of somebody that that had you know and i was around them or what have you then i would of course quarantine myself i wouldn't i'm not going to just be like oh i don't you know i'm do whatever i want but i i do care about other people and their health but you know for me it i just i i didn't i don't want the vaccine um and hold that thought we're going to take a station break but we're going to come back and we're going to continue to discuss this highly uh uh highly important topic It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer 
It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, I tell you, the first segment started out. I, I, I know these topics are highly controversial. Uh, but if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 David, uh, you got a, a one minute to finish up uh, 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 your answer. And it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I I just think, uh, you know, I, I, if I do get it, I can, uh, I'll be, I'll be okay. And uh, I'll lock myself in my room and, uh, but, and then, uh, and I got, I've got the, you know, I'll have a natural immunity to it, immunity to it. Uh, that, that to well, me, David, um, David, just before the break, you said, you said that. that you care. You said you care about people. It's like, if you hey, hey, Josh, we're we, 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 we going to give him an opportunity to do that. You had your chance. Okay. David. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just, I'm listening. I, I, you know, I just want to, I want to hear more. I want to hear more about it. Well, that's that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, just if, if I uh, do get it, then I would take responsibility not to make sure I'm not give it to anybody else. Um, and uh, and that you know I that's and I, of course I believe you know you keep, keep those hands clean, get the you know wear the mask, do all that. Uh, and uh, so that's that's just my personal take on it. And uh, and I, uh, I, I don't even. Uh, go to the doctor unless I uh, unless I really need to. Uh, I don't. I'm saying if, if you're if you're really sick, you need to go to the doctor. But for me, uh, I think many people, uh, you know, we we go when we really need to, um, and so it's it's hard for me to to uh, hold myself, uh, you know, to get someplace and put a, a shot in my arm when uh, when I'm when I'm feeling fine. <laughs> so uh, that that's kind of how I look at it. Wow. Hey, Laura, what, what what are your thoughts? Well, real fast, Michelle, did you say that only 2.6% of the population has been vaccinated? Is that accurate? Is that well, no, no. Two, that, is, that was a 2.6 2. 2. of the population. No, no, wait. Uh, no, no, it's 2.6 the population fully vaccinated worldwide. Got it. Full, okay. Fully vaccinated, yes. Got it. Yeah. No, I would say in my household, we are conflicted. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a house divided for sure. Um, my, my husband, um, was vaccinated as soon as he could, you know, become vaccinated. Um, our 16 year old son, I have three children and our 16 year old son has also been vaccinated. Um, I have not. And it's not because I'm, you know, fearful of it or I think there's a conspiracy theory out there. But, um, I like David, I'm super healthy. I run about 25 miles a week. I um, don't go to the doctor, you know, except to have uh, babies. That's about it. And, you know, I just sort of, you know, I I think long-term definitely because my husband said, you know, you, you need to get it so that we can travel and we can be safe and, you know, all of those things. So eventually, yes, I think I'll get there. But, you know, let's face it, when the vaccine first came out, the media really did paint a negative light on it. And, you know, they did create, I think, sort of, um, you know, a myriad of distrust across the nation. And, you know, we were kind of put in a situation where we really weren't sure what to believe. And so I think there's some, you know, some remnant of that, you know, across the country. People really aren't sure who to trust um, because, you know, COVID Although, you know, a, a pandemic, it created, let's be honest, a lot of issues that had nothing to do with, you know, being sick or getting the, you know, getting the illness. They had everything to do with, um, you know, control. And, you know, no matter what side you are, people's lives were impacted. If you owned a business, you were being told what to do for the very first time. And a lot of these things didn't make sense as business owners. So, you know, I think for me, like I said, a house divided, a little bit conflicted. Um, but 
in the end, um, as a mom, we bring our children in to get vaccinated for all kinds of things. You know, um, chicken pox and diphtheria at four months old. Um, and we don't question that. The other thing, you know, is that a lot of children, um, for the basic vaccinations have not been, you know, uh, haven't been getting what they should as far as vaccinations. So, that creates a whole other problem in and of itself. So I think at the end of the day, you just have to be smart. You have to, if you decide not to, you know, get the vaccine, then you have to, um, you know, be responsible with that. Um, but jury's still out in my house. <laughs> <laughs> great answer. Hey, my great producer, Noah, you know I got to ask you, well, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, James, first of all, I trust my immune system. Uh, God put it there for a reason. Also, the survival rate of COVID is over 99%. And there is no reason to take a vaccine, which was rushed in development, first of all. Uh, it was actually passed under the Emergency Authorization Act. And so it's still not technically approved. I think that a lot of people, unfortunately, and I don't look at them that way. And if they want to take the vaccine, that is completely up to them. It's America should be freedom of choice. I think that this is kind of like an experimentation. They're seeing what the results are going to be. It should have actually taken a little longer, in my opinion, because this is stuff we're putting in our bodies. And at the end of the day, we still don't know a lot of the long-term effects of this. So am I personally going to take it? No, I'm not. Again, I trust God. I trust my immune system. And it's America. That should be my choice, just like it's everybody else's choice. If they want to get the vaccine, that's fine by me. Great answers, all of you all. Fantastic answers. And uh, just like we said, everybody got their own opinion. And uh, all of uh, your, your opinions are greatly uh you know, you explained it. Uh, we want to change topics. I want to talk about uh, college uh, preparation and planning. And uh, 2020 was a tough year uh, for a lot of seniors that are getting ready to, to enter college this year. And it kind of set us back a little bit, I believe, a, a, at least a lot of, a lot of seniors, because normally you have a lot of time to prepare, uh, choose the college that you want to identify, get with counselors. Uh, you have a lot of different things, a lot of different avenues for as how you're going to pay for it. Uh, with COVID-19 pandemic, that kind of set us back. And my, my thoughts are, what are our seniors, their parents, uh, and colleges doing to make sure that uh, every kid that want to mm -hmm. go to college get an opportunity uh, to actually get there this year. And um, we're going to start off with uh, Laura. <laughs> and, and Laura, I want to read this question that's for the whole panel. Um, of course, James mentioned college um, COVID-19 has affected college affordability. CNBC took a poll of high school seniors who stated 52% have a parent or guardian who lost a job and 27% stated their first choice school may no longer be affordable. Can you all comment on this, starting with Laura? Well, by and large, college has pretty much always been unaffordable. And, you know, I think that um, a lot of, I will tell you that colleges have been exposed on a lot of levels. Um, you know, during the pandemic. And, um, you know, we we pulled a lot of kids through the process this last year, and I would say that admissions was all over the board. Um, we had the UC system that took away the SAT and ACT requirement. Um, it's confusing to families because there's test blind, schools that consider, and then, still, you know, schools that still require so speaking of California, the admissions went up 139,000 students, which made um, the UCs become, you know, very, very competitive. I mean, we've had students that were denied um, at the top tier UCs, but got into some of the most prestigious universities in the country. So in an effort to um, make things more, let's say, well, 
for lack of a better term, equitable, it's created a whole other situation, I think, that we didn't expect. And a lot of kids, I mean, you know, did not get in to, you know, the California system. And if you look at um, the GPAs and um, the majors that students were trying to get in, to get in, which were four majors, so the the actual statistic of who got in is even smaller than what is the, what the general number is. So because they're including all degrees, not the top four degrees. So it's been a really challenging year. And, and uh, what are some of the things I know that you specialize in this area? What are, what are some of the things that you are discussing with the parents uh, uh, on getting their uh, kids prepared for this? So, you know, what? I've always said that when you're making a college decision, this is when you have all, you know, you have total control. It's once you decide to go to school that maybe you can't afford, um, that things might change. So I say really, um, for a lot of families, the community college. Hey, hey, hey Laura, Laura, hold that thought. We're going to take a break, but I, I want to come back and uh, let you uh, uh, finish answering that. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, we're having fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's all about uh, opinions, and it's... Uh, and, uh, 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 if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Laura, um, finish up um, your your thoughts um, regarding um, you know when CNBC took a poll of high school seniors who stated fifty two percent have a parent or guardian who lost a job, and twenty seven percent stated their first choice school may long may no longer be affordable. You um, were expressing your comments on that, and we want you to um, finish with that as well. Yeah, you know, I think that. Um just understanding that there are a lot of affordable schools across the country and that California has a reciprocity agreement with a lot of states wherein students can get affordable tuition, in some cases what's called zero-based tuition. So maybe it's not their first choice, but with that first choice have been affordable, even if a parent hadn't lost a job. And, and most of the time the answer to that is yes. I mean, student debt is out of control, and and students are not thinking about college pragmatically. They are making emotional decisions because, unfortunately, we have you know, a, our our youth they 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 are emotional. They haven't been trained to think critically and pragmatically and work through things and understand that you're not always going to get your way. At the end of the day, will you have a great education? Will you um, be out of debt or close to in debt? Those are all things that you can decide on if you take, by and large, the emotion out of the decision. David, you got you got an 18 year old son that's I think a senior this year. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, James, I, I do. I, I got a uh, son that's, uh, 18 and, uh, 
he's in this process that Laura's been talking about, trying to decide what school uh, he would uh, want to go to and uh, what where he would uh, you know, best fit in for his skills and things like that. And uh, for for him at this point, since he's not sure what he wants to do as far as as far as the major goes, he's looking or at a two year community college uh, here, go close by in uh, San Diego or uh, nearby, so that uh, he can uh, you know kind of get get some roots down and, and decide you know what you know what he wants to do, uh, and, and, and in large part save a lot of money too. Uh, because they're, you know they're not as expensive as uh, you know jumping into a four-year school, uh, which you know wouldn't be the best place for him right now. So, uh, so that's what uh, he's he's doing, and uh, I, I think uh, you know saving some money ahead of time, like in a five twenty-nine plan, putting that in so you're, you're ready. Uh, and, and Josh is. Uh, helped uh, us with that as well. So you want to be ready so when you, they are ready to go, you've got some, you know, there that you can help them with. Um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of just not really sure, but I think he, he's going in the right direction. Well, Josh, uh, you went through this process a couple of years ago, and uh, just like uh, David mentioned, uh, you, you do work with the uh, 529 plans. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, well, number one is planning, JC. Uh, planning, planning, planning. Uh, you know, it's not, you, you didn't wake up one day, uh, David, and, and just with an 18 year old. I mean, it, your, your son went through zero, you know, one, two, three, four, all the way up to 18, and you saw it coming. Uh, you saw the expense coming. Not only that, college, uh, and Laura, you probably have a more accurate number, but last I checked, it was, uh, the tuition increased year over year at about a 12%, uh, 12%, which, you know, is tremendous, uh, as far as, you know, uh, doubling the, the, the cost of college every five years or so. I, I mean, I mean, that, that's just the realities of, of what we're up against. And so, you know, the mountains of student debt's coming, uh, but what's interesting is, um, you, you know, that the better schools with deeper pockets that you go to, they are making an effort to reach out to their students and their families to find out how much they can afford because they have big endowments at these schools and they, they want those students, you know, there, there's, it's not like it's very competitive to get in at the higher levels, but once they're in the, the, the schools made a selection and they're, and they're, and they're very protective of those students. And so they, they want them there. They chose them over other students and they want them to succeed and, and they don't want finance to be a, a deciding factor of, of why they should not attend the following year. So they will reach out to the families and do an assessment and find out, oh, how much can you afford? And this is how much we think you can afford more like it was what they'll do. And, and then they'll go ahead and they'll, they'll post a grant, uh, to, to that student's account. But planning overall, I think, is is the number one strategy because we don't know how our kids are going to end up. You know, they're they're you know they go through the middle school, they go through you know high school, and we could see it. You know, okay, they're a B student. They're probably you know maybe they're a C between a B and a C, and they're you know we'll, we'll expect them to be going to a community college maybe for a couple of years, and then and go to go to a, a four year college, or, or are they going to jump right into a four year college? It's a little bit more expensive. Um, also, what comes into play is, and I don't want to over, you know, overstate this. Uh, always is, is is that the, you know, what is the relationship you have with your child? You know, um, is it good enough for them to stay home, or or do they have a good enough head on their shoulders to know that how valuable it is to stay and continue to live with family past high school, regardless of what our culture says is like. You know, when I was 18 years old, I couldn't wait to get out of the house. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, there. Laura, why is it important that despite the pandemic, parents and students should do their due diligence in finding and applying for scholarships? 
So most universities that are, let's say, private, the the disparity really between public and private schools is getting smaller and smaller. And, and, you know, Josh alluded to that because they have larger endowments and, you know, more private money. Um, So it's really interesting because, and the thing is, is that private schools have a lot more autonomy, right, in making those decisions. Public schools really have to, um, because they're taxpayer-funded, they have to be consistent. They don't give away very much money, um, actually very little. So most of it comes in the form of, you know, federal grants. So that's just something to keep in mind. But um, I will tell you right now that the UCs, you know, they're averaging between thirty-five and $40,000, and private schools across the country, you know, can come in pretty close to twenty-five or thirty. So I think that... Um, there's a and there's like I said, there's some great ways to go to school and make sure that it's affordable. And like Josh was saying, it does come down to planning, planning, planning. And 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 sometimes, you know, Michelle, college is not for everybody. College can be a terrible investment, and it can honestly ruin your life. I mean, there are people, you know, paying loans twenty. 30 years out, and they cannot build wealth because they signed, you know, a quarter-million-dollar loan for a stupid degree. Wow. I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> that's, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, during the survey, uh, there was one student uh, that said, I'm losing so much interest in going to college because it's become so hard. I don't have one-on-one help from anyone. Laura, what is your recommendation on how we could uh, – advise uh, our students that it's, there is help out there and uh, how they can they go about getting it? You know, the sad thing is that, and I mentioned this in my biography to Michelle, is that I had to go back and get trained. I went to a graduate program that did not train, you know, counselors on, co- on college advising. So there's a disconnect, and, you know, our our counselors, our high school counselors are really ill-equipped. As far as, like, going to somebody, um, you know, there's there's not many resources, sadly, for that. So a lot of parents, you know, reach out for private college counseling. We try and keep our prices very affordable so that families can afford, you know, because um, cause I, I personally think that that's important. But, um, you know, if there is a good counselor, Counselor to high school take advantage. I found that the college, the um, community college counselors seem to have a lot more information and um, are trained a little bit differently. So there's not really a good answer for that, unfortunately. Yo, uh, we got a caller on the phone. Alan, are you there? Good evening, everybody. Um, I would like the panel to. I haven't heard anybody mentioning a couple things. Number one, there's millions of dollars a year that go unclaimed in scholarships that are available for students simply because they don't know and don't apply for it. And I want to know if anybody has information they could share with the audience on how to how to go about finding that. And also if they could speak to how life insurance can be part of a college funding uh, program. Let's start with Laura first on that. Okay. Yeah. So there are a lot of private scholarships. Um, and actually, you know, there's there's websites that are out there. Some are good. Some are bad. Some collect information and use it for advertising. Um, but, you know, if you make it, I tell my seniors after they've been accepted to their schools and we've got the price where we want it, that, you know, make it a part-time job. You know, start applying to all of these scholarships that come up and, and you know, you can sign up in your email and they can match you for certain things. But, you know, the caller is right. There's a lot of unclaimed money out there, um, especially, you know, there's a you know, few disciplines like, um, you know, aeronautical science, for instance, where, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars have gone unclaimed. And so just having that information and pointing families in the right direction can save them a lot of money. Hey, Josh, can you answer the, the life insurance portion of that? Sure, uh, JC. Uh, you know, actually, is this Uncle Alan? Is that is that Uncle <laughs> yes, Alan calling yes, in? You, you, yes, you did. 
Tell them about you're, the you're three saying, ways of using life insurance to help fund college. Where you live, you it have, works. If you die, it works. And if you become disabled, it works. Well, oh, Uncle Alan, you know, hold on one second, Alan, Josh. Hold on. We're going to take a station break. Uh, but, Alan, if you can hold on <laughs> and come back and ask that question again after the break, uh, it would be much appreciated. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I I tell you, I'm having fun. And no, I'm, I, it's, it's kickback time for, for me as well. You know, just sitting back, uh, lots of great info the- <laughs> going out there. It's, it's good times. It is. Hey, do we still have Uncle Alan yeah, uh, he's on, on the line? line. <laughs> of course. Alan, could you uh, ask, uh, Josh that question again? Uh, I forgot what it was. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, in uh, how life insurance can be valuable in helping fund college education. So, Alan, I'm going. You, you've been my mentor since I actually <laughs> became an agent 15 years ago, and uh, I, I know you've been an agent for a, a little longer than that. And and you know, I would love for you to please answer this question because I know you're going to say it so much better than me. <laughs> well, um, thank you for saying that, Josh. And yes, uh, probably longer than you've been living. I've been doing this, but. <laughs> There are three things that can happen to people in a planning program over a long period of time. You can live and your your investments or whatever you put your money into can grow. That's fine. Or you can die, in which case whatever you put in is all that's going to get put in uh, for the most part. Uh, or you can become disabled, which means it's going to dramatically decrease your ability to be able to fund for college education. So with careful planning and using the different tools that are available to us, such as the 529 program, but also incorporating guarantees like life insurance. If you live, cash values and life insurance can be used as an element of funding for college education. If you die, The program is complete so that your family will have the ability to send your children to college and they can start off on a wonderful uh, voyage in their life without worrying about where am I going to be able to get college education. And life insurance has uh, ability to be able to continue funding if, in fact, you become disabled. So, Out of the three things that can happen to you, life insurance covers all three of them. Most other 
avenues don't cover all three scenarios. So I think it's a valuable tool to be used as part of a college funding program. And I was vaccinated fully, by the way, because I feel (laughs) if I'm going to bet, I'm not going to bet and lose with my life. (laughs) But I do respect those that didn't. (laughs) <laughs> Alan, hey, thanks so much for explaining that one. Uh, we're going to move directly to estate planning because um, that's a tough topic for a lot of people. A lot of people still do not have a will or testament, uh, and uh, really they don't understand that um, those things are important to make sure that once you're gone that your your loved ones are taken care of. And David, uh, this is going to be solely uh, turned over to you. Can you explain uh, the main purpose of estate planning? Yeah, yeah thanks, Jay. Basically, estate planning is, is doing just that. You are planning your estate as far as how you want it to go and be distributed when you're not here. And you can do that uh, simply with a, a will. That's the the first easiest thing anybody can do, Uh, making sure that you have something in place. If if you were to, uh, if you were to to die, at least you have that. You could take uh, a step, you know, even further. And if you have assets like you own your home, uh, other types of cash assets you want to put into a living trust, that that will even protect it even further because you're not that the state's not going to go through the probate process just like it would with if you just a will and uh and with a living trust uh you can protect your family by putting that asset in the trust and then they inherit that uh, without the need for going through a, a year-long probate court process or uh or some type of conservatorship that needs to be set up by the court because the assets are already in the trust and, and it's being administered by whoever you pointed as trustee. And, and then, you know, there's other documents like your durable power of attorney, your health care directives, uh, which are good while you're living. Uh, you can, get, let's say, like Alan was talking about, you get incapacitated, you don't die. Uh, you know, so you need something where somebody can sign on your behalf uh, or, you know, you make decisions with uh, health care uh, by being able to sign documents and things like that. So it's a it's a it's kind of a broad topic. It's a, there's a lot to it, uh, but but you need to at least consider uh, at, at the very least, you know, putting together a, a will uh, and then looking at look at also at a living trust uh, so you can avoid you know probate. You, you mentioned, also, David, in probate. Oh, I'm sorry. You mentioned probate twice. And uh, for our, our listening audience that uh, do not know what a probate is or what calls that, can can you explain that a little bit, David? Sure. When when someone dies, they uh, the assets that they own need to be transferred to the to the heirs. You know, whether uh, that's through a will or through the laws of intestate, which means dying without a will. So if a person uh, dies, they they're assets now have to be transferred over to the beneficiaries and and it's a legal process uh, usually to do that um and that's the that's that's what a probate does so it's basically allowing that asset that was now in your name uh to be be put now into the name of uh, the beneficiary whether that's a child or a sister or brother or what have you um and that is where the, the court is involved um and it's there's a lot of court costs and fees and uh, so it, it and it's and it takes some time. It takes a year or longer to do that on average. Uh, so um, I recommend uh, a living trust to avoid that probate process. Josh, you you I think you was getting ready to ask a question. Yeah, uh, part, well, I was going to add this is that, you know part of it planning, state planning, you can call it, you can call it life planning is you know we were talking about life insurance when you have a young family just starting out, uh, maybe one or two or three kids even, uh, you know, there's a liability going on if there, especially if there's only one working spouse and then the other one is is not working. Um, 
they, what if something happened to to that the breadwinner there? Um, life insurance does come into play it, it, in a big way, and I would say ninety uh, percent are underinsured with it out there. You know, um, you know, there's a pretty um, cookie cutter uh, insurance coverage that most jobs will give. Uh, but when you leave your job, or if you're between jobs, uh, it doesn't follow you and expires. So it's important to talk to um, an advisor, a representative, an agent about, you know, uh, covering that. I mean, I mean, we, we're, we're here in California. We, you have to have car insurance. So we pay that. You know, uh, I, I'd say this is a, a more important insurance. Obviously, they can't say, you know, the state can't say, you know, your mandatory life insurance. But, you know, the reality is, is, is we are mortal. You know, the mortality of anything, you know, with this virus, you know, it's brought to the to 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 the surface that, you know, life is finite, you know, and nobody knows when our time's going to be. So um, I would incorporate life insurance into any good estate plan. Absolutely. Hey, David, why is it important that uh, a person choose the right uh, executive of their estate? Uh, if you choose the wrong person, uh, 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 what could happen? Yeah, you choose the wrong person and it could end up uh, costing uh, your your state and the beneficiaries a lot of money, uh, whether it's whether it's not doing the taxes, uh, filing taxes right for the estate or uh you know, just mismanaging the the money that's that they're that they're trying to manage, and it's going to hurt the beneficiaries eventually. Um, so it's really important that you choose someone that uh, that can uh, you can trust that will be able to handle uh, these things, and, and someone that that can has the you know the sense to realize when they need help. Like if they can't do it all themselves, you know, get get advice uh, from an attorney, if you know, financial planner, those things that you can help them in managing those funds and getting them to where they need to be, you know, to the beneficiaries. You're absolutely right. And you know what? We are coming down to the last minute of the show. This has been so much fun. I wish we had more time. We're going to to do this again because there's certain topics that we talked about today that need to be drilled down into. And uh, so I want to thank uh, my panel for taking the time. Uh, to uh, 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 to come on the show and uh, explain uh, a lot of different things that we talked about today. You know, I want to thank uh, my co-host here, uh, Michelle, for always being here. Uh, and I want to thank my great producer, Noah. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking time to listen to us nightly. And uh, we are always uh, in need for sponsors so we can make sure that we can continue to bring this great message of It's Your Life. Until tomorrow, we'll be back the same time, same place tomorrow. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.